Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week, Shauna Lane. I have a one-on-one conversation with Shauna Lane. This is a really great conversation with one of my closest friends. You don't get to really hear like, like what a real, real friendship conversation sounds like. Shauna Lane, actress, comedian. She has appeared on MTV, Sirius XM, Comedy Central, several national commercials, and is in the feature film Creed Moria on Netflix. You can check me out on June 17th at the Asbury Fest Hall Beer Garden in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us there. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for Friends Like Us for Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast, and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us special shout out to our patreon friends this episode actually is provided for you first only you and you're the reason that we keep going merch is available we have t-shirts hoodies coffee mugs face masks and tank tops they're all available just go to marinafranklin.com weekly on my youtube channel i go live with my assistant evelyn frick my wacky friend Dave Juskow, and we give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leave reviews, and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast who stop by. And sometimes we even offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. And with friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out, stay safe, wash those dirty little hands, wear a mask still if you want to, get vaccinated, booster up, and Black Lives Matter. Marina Franklin here with Shauna Lane. I'm so happy to be here with you. Noye is joining us in a little bit. We're going to, this is, I was just telling you, this is just easy to do with you, Shauna. I have so much fun with you. I always like it when it's like comics and you want to ask me a question. About yeah. Me. Okay. So I told you I needed to freshen up my lipstick, even though it's a podcast. <laughs> 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 and you were like, oh, maybe I need something. And you put on. What is that? Because I, you know, I don't know. Um, it's funny because I made you ask the question, then I realized I don't have the answer. <laughs> um, I mean, your lips look unreal now. It changed right? everything. Look at that. Yeah, you look amazing. I mean, you didn't look bad before, but when you put that on, I was like, oh, oh I guess you did need something. There it is. <laughs> it's by Haas La- Laboratories. H A U S. So if your listeners. I want to get some um, some shiny lips on my makeup guy. Um, I'm gonna forget his name right now. <laughs> of course. Oh God, how could I forget his? I, you know, it's the, all the weed I smoke. Um, I'll I'll get it at some point during this podcast. Okay, I'm writing um, it down. Is it a gloss or is it an actual? Yeah, it's it's both. Hoss. Mm. It's backwards, probably there, but no, it's not actually. Hoss Laboratories, and look how, and he just gives me makeup. Alberto, Alberto, that's his mm. name. He does makeup for LL Cool J, who needs no makeup. <laughs> so when he told me that initially, I was like, are you sure you could do makeup? Because LL Cool J <laughs> does not need makeup. I don't right. know if you've ever seen his skin, but 
He's got no, like the No, I was trying team. to act like I did, but I was like, no. Oh, yeah, no, LL Cool J does not. And then I was like, when was the last time, Shauna, you saw LL Cool J in real life? <laughs> Never. But just on screen, like if you look at it, like a guy, any makeup artist that says I do LL Cool J, you'd be like, yeah, he doesn't need like concealer. And, right. you know, but Alberto, like I met doing um, an event for Saving the Planet like how to do things. And this was right before the pandemic hit. And it was about how to like, you know, save water, all those things that kind of went out the window during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You know, like don't take showers too long. Right. You know, um, or take a keep, bath. Yeah. Or take a, or keep the light. Don't keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you drink coffee, have like a mugs, don't keep using plastic, all those things to save the planet. And, um, and it was like for Earth Day and he did my makeup and he was just nice. Aww. So I kept him. Aww. I kept, I, and he was just so sweet. And I, I always like makeup artists, something I've noticed, like it's if you meet a good one and you can hire them later, do. Yeah. Right. You know, I didn't know that you could do that at first. And then I realized, yeah. And he came to my house during the pandemic to do my makeup. What I did, um. Uh, that car show with Colin Quinn. Oh yeah. I remember. Oh, cause no one was going to do our makeup. And, um, well, someone did do our makeup, but I wasn't sure. So I had him come over and here's the funny part. There was a young lady who did makeup for Rachel Feinstein. I won't say her name cause I don't want to trash, but kind of, and she lives down the street from me. Right. Oh, and oh, no. I was like, can you do my makeup? And she's like, I have to see if Rachel needs hers done first. Oh, Oh, she yeah. can't do two at once? What the hell? She lives, and I saw her yesterday, too, walking down the street with her daughter. Her daughter came over the for the one time she did my makeup. But I will never use her because of that. I was like, ew. Oh. Rachel and I are like best friends. I mean. Oh. I, I thought you were going to say she did Rachel's makeup and it looked horrible. <laughs> no, she just, Rachel told me that she would never have been like, she would have said do Marina's first and then come out to Brooklyn and do, like, why do you right. have to be like that? Right, right, right. So that's the long story behind this lip lipstick. Or lip okay, lipstick. but your makeup always looks good that you do yourself. Yes. So that is prescriptives, which is no longer on the market, which has made my life miserable. You know, when your, makeup, when your makeup company goes out and oh. I can, they sell sometimes on eBay. It's like a th <laughs> for the, because they know women still want that. Mm -hmm. It's like a hundred dollars for something that was normally like 30. Right. But that, but that is, is old also, right? I don't know. That's a good point on eBay. I mean, if the company has gone out of business. Right. I mean, I, I figured does make. Oh, I guess makeup does go bad, huh? You know, yeah, you know when it smells like lipstick will like smell. Oh, it doesn't. It hasn't. Got, it looks new when I've opened. Oh, it. Oh, okay. So I guess here's a little <laughs> container of what it looks like. Oh, pre pre. What does that say? Prescriptives. I can't read. Mm -hmm. I'm losing my vision. It's so. It's. <laughs> I'm supposed to say like Bevy Smith came on, and then we got a shout out in. Oh, I forgot to do that in my intro. We got a shout. Thank you for thank you, Vulture Magazine. Yay! <laughs> they shouted us out for. It's uh, awesome. A great episode with Bevy Smith uh, talking mm -hmm. about age and getting older and how it gets greater later. Um, I that 
I don't know if it does, but I'm trying to believe it. Oh, okay. So I was just like, wait, what are you saying? That life gets greater later? That Well, Bevy Smith uses that phrase, it gets greater later, you know, like as far as getting older and like we need to acknowledge that we're getting older and we need to Mm. be okay with it. And we need to start showing our, our young ones that you can be, you know, it does get greater later instead of being like, it's miserable. Right, right. Did you talk about sex? Does that get greater I know, later? I, I don't. I don't have it, so I can't really talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> My, how times have changed. I don't. I know, right? I, I, let's, say, let's just say I had enough for a lifetime. I'm, I, I'm I can remember you saying to me once, yeah, uh, when I didn't have sex with some guy or whatever on some show we were doing and you were like, Oh really? Cause I get right to it. And I was like, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, you mean as far as if I'm with a guy, I don't play around. Like I don't hang out. No. I mean, I didn't ask for details, but I guess I, you were like, I, I get right to it. And I Did was I like, say it like that? Yeah. It was so funny. I'll never forget it. And I was like, did she just call me a prude? Is that what you oh, I do get right to it though. Like when I do have someone <laughs> that's like, I'm like, what are we doing? Are we, we don't, like, I remember my ex actually wanted to hang out a lot. <laughs> I was like, well, no. Like, before we actually started dating, I said, no, no, no. What what this is, we we ain't, we need to make it clear. He was British, so he used to always call me mate. I'm uh, not your mate. Uh, let's let's just, just, just cut the mate thing right now. Uh, I'm not your mate. So what is this? And I was like, listen, let's get to it. <laughs> also do i mean now that i'm older also i want to get right to it because if it's not working uh i need to move on well seriously yeah well you're married i'm married now yeah so married sex must be fun (laughs) is that are you being sarcastic maria (laughs) i feel like being single and being married is like the same thing <laughs> don't have sex. <laughs> no, we we have sex. We do, but I have to say, after cancer treatment, yes. I mean, different. I w- I went into instant menopause, and I'm not going to lie. Like, sex changed literally overnight. It was women don't talk about it. It's embarrassing for some, and then men don't want us to talk about it. So you're right. Oh, I had to really. I had to. I had to work at it. I had to, and I never had to. Even if I did not have sex with people sometimes, uh, well, I don't even know what that was about because I usually also got right to it with people. <laughs> but like, I just, you know, I had no problems with sex. You know what I mean? Noth- nothing, whatever, no no issues. And it became an issue. Oof. So I really had to uh, had to work at it. I'd, now, but I the, did. what we're not saying, which I, I'm sure the audience is like, what do they mean? I mean, it was so painful. I I went from, okay, I'm going to just be really clear. We're going to open up the show in nine minutes with vaginal dryness, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. It's called vaginal. Okay, listen, I went from no penis was too big. Okay, I wasn't one of those chicks where I was like, and it hurts. I was like, bring it. Bring (laughs) the big dick. Okay. (laughs) And I went from that, from feeling like I was getting like ripped apart like overnight. Yeah, that's and, menopause. That's how it it's changes everything. But it literally happened overnight, which I think because of the taxol I was on, one of the chemos, mm-hmm. it just completely um, changed 
the entire chemistry in my vagina overnight. And I think what happens with most women is it happens gradually and then you kind of do things to help things shift. And then I think once you're past menopause, everything goes back to the way it was mostly before. Do you get past menopause? You totally get past menopause and your whole sexuality and flow and stuff comes back. I mean, it's not the same as when you're in your 20s and 30s or I thought this was going to be like the rest of my life like this. No. And in fact, for me, it's already changing. They I said mean, I, just put a vitamin E pill in there. Yep. Vitamin E. I mean, there's all I've done. Anything that you can do, physical therapy, which is really fun to do physical therapy. On your vagina? On your vagina and with another person. You want to talk about, I mean, I have gone the distance so that I can have good sex again. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've done everything. So and what it, do you do in physical therapy? First of all, they poke around to see what the problem is. And I'm using air quotes mm -hmm. because nobody can see us. But so <laughs> <laughs> they they try to figure out what the problem is because also sometimes there's, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I didn't have kids, but I guess people have kids. And then it gets like loose and stuff Blo right? yeah blown apart down there and like there's something flapping i have no idea so they poke around to see what the problem is and they also poke around to see if um it, like if it can be fixed i think is what they're trying to figure out oh, like vaginal rejuvenation yes which is totally a thing you, you and and also they poke around because most of us don't really know what's totally going on down there. It's a lot going on. It's yeah. a lot going on down there. And we think we know, but we don't really know. So they just assess the whole situation, sort of like when you, um, you know, when you bring a rental car back and they like, look at the whole thing or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when you were there, you saw, this car is not as clean as it was when you brought it here. You didn't have that dent before. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So they do that and then they um, figure out a whole, uh, like what can be done. Like I got, I got, um, so they did physical therapy and then they gave me different creams and lotions. And then I did physical therapy also on myself. And also what, because I went into menopause so quickly, oh, this is really, I'm going to say it. There was like scar tissue. There was scar tissue because it had all just changed so quickly. And yes. the Taxil does such horrible things to your sex parts, which I did not know. And if I'd known, I would have never done you it. Didn't tell me about the Taxil. I didn't know that you were taking Oh, well, that's why I remember when you said you might have to go through chemo. And I cried a little bit and you're, and I, because it's, it's horrible what it does to your body. It's truly horrible. So I don't, I don't know that I wouldn't have done it, but I maybe would have tried to figure out if there was something I can do, I could do so that at least sexually things wouldn't be so traumatizing. Right. So they sort of like broke apart the scar tissue like you have to do when you have scar tissue anywhere else in your body and they do physical therapy. And then, um, yeah, different lotions and creams and uh and i also take something called maca that dr cells what, what maca yeah m-a-c-a it's a it's sort of like a mustard root but i am telling you it has helped me Phew. it helped with um i mean listen 
I was kind of a whore. So like I was having <laughs> sex anyway, even mm-hmm. though it was painful and like sort of like upsetting compared to like what it used to be. But I was, so I was having an issue with having a sex drive, not as much as I used to having it hurt, still wanting to do it right now as we're talking about right hot flashes all the whole thing and then also kind of like not wanting to do it because it was just so much more work than it used to be so the maca has sort of helped my just um it's helped me uh, i don't even know how to explain it it's helped me like relax sexually and get my drive back enough that like um i'm able to relax enough that it doesn't the it's not even as painful, if that makes sense. No, it does. So maca is a cream? No, the maca is a, a powder, and I a drink powder. it. I th- I've seen maca. Oh, yeah. it's all. Oh, I'm going to get that. But I, I have no drive whatsoever. Oh, the maca helped with, with that so much. I mean, like but I'm said single, it. so it's been nice. <laughs> so do I need Do I need to have, like, the, here's, the, here's the thing, like, you know. Me too. Like my, I, I had my whole days for a while. Like, you know, like you were saying, I get right <laughs> to it, but then, okay. But like now I'm like the thought of, I just don't even, so I, so I'm kind of concerned because I don't have any draw. I don't, I'm not looking for a man because I really don't want one here. Right. I mean, listen. So that that may be a problem in the long run because maybe one, once I get older and I need a partner, maybe I should. But I, I kind of like, I kind of love being alone. I'm not alone. I mean, lie. it's 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 not terrible. I was. I alone. don't know why they say this is a bad thing. A lone a, a lonely old woman is a happy woman. By the way, <laughs> she's know. not lonely. She's just alone. <laughs> Who's not, not father? Oh my god, I know. Don's always like, "Are you upset that I just came home?" And I'm like, eh. and he's like, "You were you were alone all day long. I've been at work for twelve hours. Uh, you know, we're gonna be together for an hour and go to sleep." And I'm like, eh, "I know. I just I was single for so long that I really love being alone." Good Shana. for you. That's great, but. The maca does help with the hot flashes and all of that stuff. Okay, too. all it right. It balances your your hormones, and but and it doesn't happen like overnight. Like it's no, I take this tea, which you just reminded me I need to take. Um, this is uh, I wonder, I wonder if he Ooh. puts any of that in it. This is my um, my doctor, Doctor Wong, George Wong, Doctor George Wong. You can look him up on the internet. Anyone who's listening to this, Doctor George Wong has been very instrumental in reducing tumors in women with a late stage cancers. Ooh. Uh, so my oncologist at Presbyterian referred me to him because I didn't oh. want to take the uh, the. Uh, so I put this, see that? I can't yeah. read. I don't know. It's in, it's What's in, in it? Oh, put a he, flashlight on it or he something. He won't tell us. Oh. What? Yeah. And a lot of people are like, why would you take something you don't know what's in it? I, I'll tell you why, because it makes me feel good. And I ain't going <laughs> to argue with that. <laughs> and okay. it, it's the one thing that I won't argue with. Like, I, okay. he's very eccentric. And a lot of the doctors, I went to my oncologist recently. And the nurse came in and she was like, oh, you go to Dr. Wong. Isn't he great? I go, yes, he's a very interesting person. She goes, that's the way to put it. She goes, we do not question Dr. Wong, but he okay. does a lot of his research and everything is goes far. All so, right. I mean, I, 
I always say like, is that what you're drinking right now? That's the tea? It's the tea, yeah. But actually, it and it's supposed good. to help my hormones. It helps my hot flashes. They're not as intense, mm-hmm. but I still get like. Here's the thing: if I eat tofu, I oh. have I have hot flashes. And what about sugar? When you eat sugar, do they sugar? Happen? Yeah, makes them intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had like three donuts on Sunday. Oh my god! What's better than three donuts? And then were you like? <laughs> Having like epic hot flashes because that's what happens to me almost instantly. Instantly. Yeah. And then oh. I'm like, I was a bad, my body says, you were bad. Do you, you were and you, bad. And when you have the hot flashes, are you sweating? I'm sweating so much. It's like, yeah, I can't be around. I mean, people. I turn beet red. I mean, I have seen you turn beet red. Beet red. And people just look at me like, like I look like I'm about to have a stroke or one of my eyes is going to fall out. Like it is so embarrassing. Well, Shauna, you don't have to be embarrassed with me. I get it. And I understand (laughs) it. I mean, a lot of times at this point now, when I get hot flashes, I used to get like, Whoa, come on. Now I'm just like, yeah. mm -hmm." Sometimes I'm on stage and it happens. I'm like, you know what? Just give me a sec. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, and it gets better though. Uh, it, it all, uh, we get, so it we does get, get great. It. it does get greater later. Yeah. Thank you, Bevy Smith. So Thanks, we're going to get into some of these topics because well, one, you know, Noye is on her way. She was so nice to do this. She's doing a costume fit. We'll hear about that when she gets here, but I think this will be a good p- time to talk about this jump to this DL Hughley thing because we're both comedians mm. um, responds to Monique's contract dispute. Now, do you know about Monique? Do you know who she is as a comedian? Oh yeah. I, I, when I worked at, Car- when I started working at Caroline's in 1998, she was there a lot. And she, so I watched her for years and she was awesome. I mean, I read the article and, um, and then I remembered hearing stuff over the years, and I was like, I don't know D.L. Hughley very well, so I couldn't really tell. I couldn't really tell whose side they were on in the article, and I couldn't really tell what was actually like the truth. You know what I mean? That is very true. I mean, so <laughs> so I was like, oh, I really want to talk to Marina about this because I don't remember her being a problem at Caroline's. And Everyone was- says she's a problem. Right. So I, I heard that in the article and I was like, well, they do say that, you know, the common denominator, like, uh, and I even, you know, I've had to learn that about myself. Like if everywhere I go, someone's horrible that day, then probably I'm horrible that day. That <laughs> was what, that's what I wanted to talk about more so than this, um, because I, I don't want to trash Monique, even though, to be honest with you, she wasn't really nice to me when I did Showtime at the Apollo Uh, I was a young comic doing Showtime at the Apollo. I actually killed, too. I did a great job. I remember. I remember. Um, But I could have bombed in, like, I remember I had, like, two seconds. (laughs) Literally two (laughs) seconds. And I knew it could have gone really bad. And I pulled out that Haitian joke about dating a guy who I was with forever. And I didn't know why. And you're you're going to be with me forever. (laughs) um, (laughs) Save the day. Thank God I had it in my arsenal because it killed. And um, I remember her niece, she was like eight years old, was like talking to me. And she was like, oh, 
you're going to do great. And I was like, who's this little girl? Aww, and um, Monique was hosting and I just, you know, would have liked to have, you know, gotten a little encouragement, but she didn't know who I was. And that does typically happen sometimes in the black circuit. If they don't know you, it's like, who are you? Why? How come I don't know you? you ain't making no noise in the scene. And uh, so I had to prove myself in, in order to get a little bit of respect in mm -hmm. that sense. But it was not a great exchange. Oh, I mean, I wish it had because I do like everything she does. And, um, and who knows? Maybe I was, you know, I don't know. Now you're totally sweet. You weren't, you were not that if you're trying to say like, maybe you like were an asshole somehow to her, you weren't, I mean, I wasn't there, but I've always defended her through all of this though, with every single thing that they say about her. I always feel like, you know, when black women are demanding, it's, it is extra, right? We right. do get, you know, and so there's a nugget of truth in there, but then there's also that other side of what you just said. If, if everyone, which DL Hughley was so, so he pointed out, he says, um, DL Hughley took to Instagram to fight back and claimed that the order on the ticket stub proves he, well, well, let me just set this up. So for those of you who are listening elsewhere and don't follow the comedy scene, Monique went on stage and, and was, going up before D.L. Hughley and she was upset because she wanted to be or was supposed to be the headliner. Anyway, she said, the fact that you point the people to the ticket stubs for the order of the names versus to your contract implies that you don't have a contract that shows you are the headliner like I do. Monique responded in a lengthy Instagram post, either show, either show your contract or be quiet. But I thank you, DL, because you're the reason why I fight for my people like I do. Anytime you open for the kings of comedy, I was the headliner for the queens of comedy. And you think you should close the show over me is a prime example of the bias that black women have to deal with in this business. The, this is so this is so complicated because there yeah. are some truths in that. Mm -hmm. And then we don't really know, like what you said earlier, what is right, like what really is the truth and then she she you know on stage she said basically dl stands for like she she called him out saying he is sexuality i guess dick liquor or something oh i couldn't figure out what the dl meant i mean i got that she was trying to say he was gay but i was like dl I don't and then she it. ran maybe on the d down low oh right right i mean okay here Here's what else I don't understand. If, okay, so let's say she didn't get to be the headliner, which I totally get it. You wanted to be the headliner, but was, was did she get paid less? Or, I mean, because that I would definitely care about. <laughs> but they, I mean, they if, never say. Right. Um, it just seems like, why, why? Yeah, that's it. Why? That yeah. was I, why? Why? Like, yeah, that was what else I couldn't tell. I was like, well, what's what is the really? I mean, aside from what she said, which is true, that there's so many biases, right? And you do have to be when you are continuously sticking up for yourself. You do have to be more and more. You get more and more angry, right? Like I do get that, but. Also, I get 
and this is, uh, I'll just say for myself, I know I'm an angry person and I've had to work on that a lot because I had to learn like, oh, I'm always, I'm always angry. I'm always angry at somebody. All of these people can't have it out for me. They don't, they don't care that much. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they don't have that much invested in me being upset, you know? So, so I don't know. Well, yeah, because Dial said, he goes, he also brought up prior instances where Monique claimed she was done wrong by others, such as Oprah, Netflix, Tyler Perry, and wonder if she has been the problem all along. So it's one of those things like, maybe it's you. Like you were just saying, like you realize on some level, maybe something's going on with you. And I, I open up this conversation to that point, that angle, because... I recently had an uh, incident with someone that everyone talks about as as being problematic. And a lot of times you go, well, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And then they prove you wrong. And then you have to tell that person, hey, if all these people are saying this about you, I mean, let's just 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 mathematically, let's just add up the (laughs) stats here. Right. It is. Probably you. <laughs> or or often it's you, you know. Yeah. I mean it like Netflix, Oprah, you know. However, that list is also problematic. You know, Oprah's been known to do some things too. Okay. I mean, you Whoopi and Oprah aren't like the best friends. <laughs> uh, you know, you always get you don't, you never get the full story about that, but you always feel like something happened and it ain't quite right. And it's like, as a comic, I know famous people that I've never shared how they're really assholes. So I get right. it when you right. just like in the camera, you're like, can't really talk about it. Right. Netflix. I could see how Netflix is a problem. I mean, Netflix did not pay her what she deserved and paid her grossly less than what other people were making. Sure. She has a right there. Yeah. Tyler Perry. Well, I mean, you know, hmm. I don't know that one. Okay. I'm going to tell you what else I thought when I read uh, Dale Hughley's clap back, you know, when he clapped back, I was like, well, he's being very, um, it's almost like a lawyer that's like buttoned up and being very professional in the way that he's coming back at her. You know what I mean? Like it seems eloquent and you're like, oh yeah, what he said, that guy, you know? Oh yes. Yes. She's the common denominator. She's probably the problem. Or you know, or, and I mean, maybe it's both, you know what I mean? Maybe he was not supposed to be the headliner and she does have a lot of problems with people because people mistreat her, but then she emotionally can't quite do what he did, which was he sort of harnessed his anger and angst and like professionally was like, politely like well fuck you you're a problem you know what yeah, i mean he wrapped he wrapped his clap back in a in a nice little gift <laughs> yeah well nice little instagram post yeah yeah where he was like my all my reps said that i i shouldn't have worked with you i've said no to you many times but oh here i am i decided to work with you and you're making it a problem she did run on that stage I yeah i didn't understand what that was about so- I mean, I've done that before where I've said something funny and then you like, you kind of run, you know, like, oh, I said something. But that was a different type of run. 
It's yeah. like, where, are you escaping something? What's going yeah. on? And I was like, wow, she's really uh, running. She's not stopping. Like, <laughs> There's so much in Hollywood in this bi- industry of just people who are like, personality wise, it's like, we've got to understand that women are less forgiven for having their idios, idiosyncrasies. Is that, a, is that the word? Idiosyncrasies. In idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies. <laughs> <laughs> Idiosyncrasies. But, you know, like men get a pass when they're crazy or when they have like demands. It's definitely a little bit more like understood. And I do think like this situation aside, because I'm not really sure of what was going on. There is that thing of like, you know, men oftentimes cannot follow, don't like, you know, being the opener for a woman. I've, I've had, I've experienced that when I'm headlining, a guy will open for me and you'll just see the arrogance. Right. Or like they think they can out, do me and they, I, I'll see them go on stage and they really try to like kill really hard in front of me. Um, and they think they've done so. And I'm like, whereas I'll see them the way they act with a guy headliner. It's a little bit more respectful. Yeah. A little bit more in awe. Now it could right. be because he's a guy, you're a guy. So you look up to guys, but there is that. I mean, it's a male dominated industry still, even with all the women that are in it now. Yeah. Funny, funny women. I mean, people are still having the argument whether or not women are funny. I mean, what? What are you talking about? I don't. Yeah. What? Yeah, from women too. Women sometimes don't. You know, I saw a girl on a date when I was on stage and she just did not want to hear from me. She was just want to be on her date. She just want to be cute. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and she was just looking like, don't ruin it. Like, we're all girls and we're just here to be pretty. Why do you have to voice yourself? <laughs> uh, and they don't know you can be both. You can be pretty and funny and yes. your own person. You could do all of it. Yeah, all of it. Um but the Monique thing, I've oftentimes, I've often feel like she brings up some good points and then we don't have great examples of her backing that up. Like black women do, do typically get really disrespected in this business. Like that is a fact. Mm-hmm. They do get paid less. That mm-hmm. is a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, um, having to fight for yourself as a headliner does mean in a sense that you can carry a show, you know, and she does need to do that in order to sell more tickets. So I, I get it. But, and I don't know if you can be nice about that. Right. Right. I mean, that's the thing is when you are saying that I am good at this and I deserve better. Right. We're often looked at, I mean, I know when I'm trying it, I have to stop myself from apologizing. The guy right. just dropped off my laundry. I apologized and thanked him at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. And you're giving him work that I'm sure he's happy to do. Where is Noye? <laughs> Hold on. Let me just Okay. pause for a second. Hold on. Hi, Marina. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm still on the bus. Um, I'm about uh, four stops away. Oh, no, hold on. <laughs> I'm a few stops away, but okay. I'm on the bus still. I should be there and all set up. 
in the next like 20 minutes. I'm oh. sorry about this. Oh, that's late. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Okay. All right. All right. I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Actually, I don't mind just talking to you, though. And now that we have the audience now knows what Noye did, now you know. <laughs> what now, Noye did. Now you're actually, you're a part of this experience. So what What the rest of this uh, uh, conversation between Sean and I will only be available on Patreon. <laughs> How that? That? that. <laughs> They're like, whatever. <laughs> you know, if you want to get the rest of this conversation, because I think it's Shauna. And honestly, it's uh, 96 degrees outside. It I can't. is so hot. You know what I did this morning? Uh, I definitely don't. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my, dad, my dad used to get so mad at me for doing stuff like that. He's like, baby. People don't do that. Just get to it. What is it? <laughs> you don't ask questions like that. No. Whenever it. someone asks that question, they tell you something so crazy that you're like, why did I sign up to listen to that? No, I went to um, the airport. I went to JFK to renew my global entry, which is TSA pre-check. Oh, I've heard that the pre-check is getting so busy that you almost have to stand in line for that as long as you would the regular... It is. Wow. But it's worth it. Yeah. It is worth it. And global entry is one that you can use globally, not mm. just in the United States. So like when I went to Costa Rica, um, I could use it. And I like a lot of, uh, I'm about to be off. A lot of those people don't really know about it. So you really, <laughs> oh, you really cut the line, you know, but <laughs> it's, it is um, the last time I went, to renew it, it's very difficult to renew. So it used to be you can renew it at any point when you go to the airport. Now, because of the pandemic, you have to actually make an appointment. Um, on Zoom, they have they had appointments, but they were all taken up for like a whole year. So yeah, oh. so I have to make I have to make a trip to the airport to get interviewed in order to renew that global entry card. How long does it last for? Um, for three to five years. Oh, all right. That's worth it. Well, like, yeah, three years more. So like in, <laughs> you 20, don't even 20. know, well, you don't even know. <laughs> you probably just kind of fibbit, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like three, I, to five, three to five years, depending on how well behaved you are at the airport. <laughs> But look, get this, I went to go renew it like um, two months ago and forgot my passport and didn't realize I'd have to bring my passport. So I took an Uber for $100 to Newark, got there, and the woman oh said, sorry, God. you have to have your passport. And I cried. Oh, and it didn't help any. It was anger tears, though. It wasn't like, uh, it was more like, mm -hmm. I can't believe I did something so ridiculously stupid. And then oh. I had to say, well, at least you had the money to do it, Marina. So let it go. Mm -hmm. But this and the sister was there and there was this annoying like white woman behind me. Sorry, Sean, I know you're white, but she was in it. She was like <laughs> typically annoying white woman. And she was like trying to do the. Um, oh, can I? And I was like, I'm still talking. <laughs> oh, like since you couldn't get your thing, can you just move out of the way and let me can get you mine? Just move out of the way. And oh, that's not was, nice. And then she was doing a very like nice voice, but the person I was talking to was also a black woman who knew that is 
And mm-hmm. I looked at her and I said, she's so annoying. And so we, <laughs> so we just kept talking for a while. And that was my trip out. And then today I did it again. Lois, my friend Lois, you know Lois. Yeah. I, she goes, Marina, I'll take you. No, I love going to the airport. I'll take you to the airport. No problem. I go, no one says that. No. I was one. just thinking that. I was like, what? She loves going to the airport. She must not go to the airport a lot. <laughs> she, well, she, no, she does. She takes oh. people. She goes, uh, there was one time when she said, Marina, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go and get you. I go, what? I've ne- I didn't even understand what she said because I never heard that before. What a great friend to have, though. That's nice. Oh, she's great. But she's like, she goes, oh, don't no worries. Marina, I'll come and get you. I love going to the airport. I'll, put, I'll pick you up. <laughs> so I went downstairs. She goes, oh, hello. <laughs> she Marina, I'll just drive around. I'll park. You go in and you just call me and I'll be right there to get you. Aww. Yeah. And then I had to do the global entry. You have to do like the finger tap. Like you got to do fingerprinting. Yeah. And the last time I got global entry, the guy said, well, obviously you have never been arrested because you don't know how to do this. Thank you. Thanks. Well, you can't get global entry if you've been arrested. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Do you have the new license? The one for traveling? I have to get that. But since I have have a passport, that's fine. My passport works. But yeah, I have to get that. I see the thing is, is my driver's license is really nice. I have like a profile mm-hmm. picture. Shut up. Let me see it. Mine is hideous. Yeah. I like have like, um, Oh, actually wait. No, my, my license picture is really cute. My passport picture is hideous. And I got ready for like two hours before. Oh, that is so cute. Shut well, up. That's because, and look, look at that. I told the girl, I said, I have to live with this. So let's <laughs> make it good. Marina, that is a great picture. Why can't you get <laughs> the other license and keep that picture though? I think that you can. No, I don't think you can. I, I think you um, have to get a new, the whole new thing. Um, and, um, I'm going to be really sad because the girl was worked with me who took that photo. She did said, she take okay. a couple, did she take a couple pictures? She did. Mm-hmm. And she, I was like, let's make it good girl. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you want to see my passport? Picture this is actually please? illegal now. Do you know that? What's illegal to look cute in your photo? What? They yeah. say you cannot, you cannot do side. You have to be straight on. And then for passport, you can't smile. Oh, I tried oh. to smile and the guy said too much teeth. I go, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, look at this passport picture. Oh, you, you oh my god, Shada. Look at how hideous. <laughs> that doesn't even look like you. I'm not kidding you. You look you don't look hideous, but that okay. doesn't look like you. That looks like someone else. Okay. Not only did I have him take multiple pictures. And I didn't, I don't remember because when the passport came and I saw it, I was so taken aback. Or maybe he just refused to keep taking pictures. I can't remember. Don and I went together at the same time. His passport photo looks unbelievable. It's like he looks so good in it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You could care less what you look like. And I got ready for two hours. Look at his. He looks totally cute. Oh, he does look cute. And he's smiling. See? Yeah. The passport guy told me not to smile. Well, this was um, this was a while ago. I mean, so my this- passport picture does not look 
cute. I mean, he was really like, please don't, you, you can't, I, I don't know, in certain countries, they don't want you to smile when you, they, like, I had a passport, one guy stopped me, he goes, oh, this passport, you'll never be able to do it like that here. I go, what, be happy? <laughs> like I can't, it? I was like, when you say smile, isn't that how it goes? They were like, nope. That's strange. I wonder why. Huh. So let's they, talk about cancer. No. <laughs> you want to talk about cancer? We should, because, you know, I think, you know, what's interesting. Like, I think a lot of women during this pandemic were putting off their mammogram appointments. And mm-hmm. I, I, I have constantly been thinking about the number. They, they talk about COVID is the main story, but they don't talk about the number of people who are getting diagnosed late now coming out of these two years. And I mean, it makes, it's so scary. It makes such a difference. Like six months can be the difference between stage one, stage two, or stage two and stage three. And I mean, what really sucks, and I I do not say this lightly because I went through chemo and I probably would do it again. I really would Uh, because it wasn't an easy decision. I saw my holistic doctor. I saw, I got a second opinion. I Um, You know, I really thought the whole thing through, but it has taken me years and years to recover from it. So if you can avoid going through major treatment like that, it is so worth it. I mean, really, not only that, but the expense. I mean, thank God I had health insurance. I mean, it's, I mean, it's worth it. It's totally uncomfortable to get a mammogram, but it is. Do you feel like having that experience, did you ever get COVID? I still don't. I No, and Don just had it last uh, last week, the weekend before, and then last week he had COVID. And oh, wow. I made him sleep in the guest room, and he was so mad at me. And he was like, I can't. He's not a good patient. I mean, he's like the sweetest guy ever. But, like, when he gets sick, oy, oy, oy. Thank God he doesn't get sick a lot. I was like, wow, you are a hot mess. Oh, my God. And he didn't even have a bad case of it, but he was like, I can't believe you don't have COVID. I can't, we could be sick together. And I was like, no, that's a horrible no. idea. Then who goes and gets the food? And like, no, and I already had cancer. Why would you want me to get COVID? But isn't that the reason that you probably don't have COVID? Because you really understand sickness and illness. I mean, I take, I would say... 85 to 90% better care of myself now than I did before I had cancer. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like that much more. I was not taking care of myself. Yeah, because I I watched everyone during this time, the way they're acting with illness. And I go, oh, it's because they never had cancer. Oh, you know what else I thought? Because I had cancer and went through cancer treatment, I also really understood what it meant to have my life shut down. So like when everybody's lives shut down, I was like, oh, they've never had this happen before. They don't know what it's like to get the rug pulled out from underneath you and have to full stop on everything. Because I had, when I went through treatment, I had to full stop. I mean, I was still getting on stage. I was, but Don had to drive me and sit there while I got on stage and then drive me home. I mean, it was not, super manageable but you know I couldn't have done it by myself so yeah so that yes they don't know how they didn't know how to deal with sickness or a lot of people being sick 
or even how to take care of yourself enough that you don't get sick, which is really hard. It was hard for me to take care of myself around him when he was sick because he he's under the impression that I'll be totally fine if I get COVID, you know, that it would they don't, nobody can tell me that. Like in my gut, I'm like, no, I have that cancer treatment variable and that I had cancer and my body really went through something. And I'm just going to lovingly and gently take care of myself and just keep insulation around myself. Everyone makes fun of me to this day for wearing a mask still. Yeah, I go onto the stage, I bring my own microphone, I tell the audience, I know, I'm no fun. And then sometimes I go, but I had cancer, so. (laughs) And that's, oh, that's actually one of my jokes I wrote, that I jog and I eat vegetables and it makes people so angry. It makes people so angry until I say I had cancer. And then they're like, oh, you're a warrior. You're a survivor. (laughs) Isn't it? It's Here's the thing. (laughs) COVID and cancer really are not separate things. Like it's a virus that can, that is, that has killed millions, millions of people. Mm -hmm. And I think this thing that America does where they sweep things under the rug, like, oh, let's just get back to Memorial Day and Top Gun and America's dream. It's like, no, let's also be realistic about our lives, how to be healthy, Mm -hmm. what this really is, Mm -hmm. how to take care of yourself, how Mm -hmm. to prevent, Mm -hmm. you know, long COVID, you know. Mm We don't talk about long COVID enough because people don't want to hear it. But the reality is long COVID has affected several lives. COVID has, you know, prevented children from having parents. We have like, uh, I I knew when this was happening, I was like, oh, the number of kids that are going to be like abandoned now is just going to be overwhelming. But these are, this is the thing is you've got to look at these things with a really realistic eye so that you can prevent it. Mm-hmm. And you can help people and help people to heal because we can't just sweep it under the rug. We don't just go from this to, hey, the world is open. Right, yeah. right. It's changed everything. Right. It's like and when you get everything, when you get cancer, for the most part, if you want to live, it changes everything. And, and I have to say, a lot of people, I think, also, if you didn't have some major illness before COVID, you don't think it can happen to you, you know? So I, I do remember quite a few people telling me, oh, I, I started to get mammograms now because I see that it, I see that it can happen, that someone can get cancer. Yeah, you know? it's the same thing with COVID. Now, obviously, yeah. they're not, I know I said they're like the same, but they're not. But the thing is, is like, yeah, there are people who, are, who can't breathe. Like there are people who who were completely healthy who can't. And like you said, they did not think it could happen to them. So you and I are both living lives now, understanding that it can fully happen at any point. Your life can be gone within, you know, so we're doing the best we can. We we're being careful, but then I see everyone else and I'm like, oh, they don't know. I, I feel like I got this big weird cancer gift of awareness. Yes, I was just saying that uh, last week to somebody that everything that has happened to me, you know, getting sober, 
cancer. Um, and now I have the osteopenia also from the cancer treatment, which means, well, I could take medication, but really even the hospital and the holistic doctor, the best thing I can do is strength train <laughs> and like, you know, super exercise and build my my physical body up and that's what will actually help my bones and eat like tons of greens which is another gift like it's so i'm even as i say that it's so fucking annoying but i would rather do that than take medication because there's so many side effects from the medication and it's not guaranteed to actually help your bones really i mean some people it does and i'm not uh, I'm I'm the, I'm not the voice for anybody's medical uh, decisions, but I know for myself, um, this is the best thing that I could do, and um, I'm like it's another gift. Like, mm-hmm. and I have to I have to remind myself that when I do this strength training, I'm not doing it so I look hot. I mean, that's great if that's a side effect, but it hasn't happened yet anyway. But I'm doing it so that I so that I'll be healthy. So my bones will rebuild, you know, that's amazing. That is amazing. And you know, it's like, well, I do go on stage and take off the mask. I tell everyone that this is a measured risk because I need need to get paid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I actually saw Yamanika and I said that you were, um, told me that you were being, uh, really, this was a few months ago and that you were being really careful and, you know, not going out. And she was like, Oh, she's on stage a lot for somebody who's being careful. <laughs> you said it was I, so funny. I, I don't know why, but I, and knock on wood, cause I could still get COVID. I I'm fully aware of that, but I never, I don't know why wearing the mask in those spaces for the amount of time that I wear, it seems to have worked. I don't know if it's, the right thing to do. I have no idea, but my research has proven that you bring your own microphone and when you're on that stage, you are at a distance from people and you're not on stage that long. It's like maybe 10 minutes at the most 15. Mm -hmm. So I'm not exposed for long enough. And then I put that mask on right away. Sometimes the host likes to come on stage and I'm like, I'm like, I'm holding my breath. (laughs) I'm actually holding, I actually, in all the photos, like people will go, hey, where's your mask? When I'm in pictures, I'm like, they don't know. I was holding my breath. I don't know if that works. When we went to see you at um, the Jim Gaffigan show in the fall and you took a picture with us and I was like, I went back home and looked and I was like, she's holding her breath. She is holding her (laughs) breath right now. I was like, what? You can see it in the photo? Yes. I was like, no, she did not. And then I was like, well... I don't don't know. I don't blame her. I mean, and I mean, I did get a little lax with the mask wearing. And then now this like new wave, forget about it. I'm wearing it, especially after Don got it. I was like, oh, no. Um, But I was anyway, even before that. Well, what Uh, do you think about China? Their zero COVID policy. Is it China? Right. Where they're like not one person. They're locked down if one person like you can't. that's extreme it's yeah that seems incredibly unrealistic but i mean if it works for them but i don't that's cruel too can you imagine the psychological yeah trauma that's what i was just thinking it's a little um 
I mean, at some point, I do understand getting back to work and getting back to some form of socialization because I, I watched my nieces that needed to go to school, needed to be around people. My one niece was like, I need to go to school. I can't study like this. My other niece was like, I don't mind it. I'm okay at home studying. But it's like the social aspect, getting back to some type of norm. I don't know how they're going to recover as a society. They're going to be very different. Right, right. Well, and I think what you just said is true. Some people do really well with isolation and manage better, probably in that way. People that get overstimulated, you know, but then other people, it's not good. And I'm going to say some isolation for some people is good. Total isolation for anybody, it's not good. It's not good. Oh, she's here. Oh, hi. Look at you. You I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. We'll get right to it. Now, you look amazing. So, thank you. I had to come from a fitting. Uh, they, I was there since 10 a.m. They kept me for so long. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but, Fitting for what? Um, I'm doing background for Maisel again. I do I do it a lot. Oh. So they like me, but I shouldn't be there for three hours. It doesn't make sense. But. Right, because oh, they only pay one. you for like half an hour, right? Like that's- Well, they did the test and the fitting. So if, uh. if my check is low, I'm going to say something because that was crazy. Anyway, but I'm here. <laughs> well, when you just got in. Hi, Shana. Hi, it's so nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> I made that recipe that you sent me. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, the the dumplings. The, yeah, it was so good. Oh, I'm, and then so I gonna... made it a couple times as mini um, meatballs, and I brought them as appetizers. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to pause this. Let's go into some hot topics. Oh, topics. 